0: Hmm? Ah! Huh. Oh. Yeah, we were just passing through. Thought we'd stop in and say hi.
1: Why are you covered in blood?
0: Um, we hit a deer on the way up here. And when I tried to pull it out of the grill of my car, the sucker just exploded all over it. <laughs> <us>. So <laughs> we had to cut it up with my chainsaw arm.
2: You primitive screwheads, listen
0: up. Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And this is the Evil Dead Cast episode 5. We have a couple of special guests today. I want to introduce mine and Richard's longtime friend Spencer. Good afternoon. You've been an Evil Dead fan for how long? As long as you guys have been Evil Dead fans. (laughs) That's what I thought, yeah. We used to work at the theater back in the '80s, and uh, our other, my other good friend, Chris from Talking Dead podcast, who's going to be with us going forward. Cool, hey. Yeah, I'm really excited that you wanted to do this. I didn't even know you were an Evil
2: Dead fan. Well, I I am. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, I've seen all the movies, of course. I've watched. I was introduced them to them when I was a teenager in the '90s, and you know, I was I'm a huge fan, so I was really looking forward to this show. Cool.
0: Right on. Uh, we saw Evil Dead 2 when it, shortly after it came out. It was right when it came out. Then went back and watched Evil Dead 1, but. We're showing
2: our age. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? Remind (laughs) me, remind me what year Evil Dead 2 came out. 1987. Oh my God, 87. So it was the 90s when I first saw it and Evil Dead 2 was the first one, first one of the series that I saw and then went back to get the, see the first one. And of course I saw Army of Darkness in the theater. So that was amazing. How okay, you, it's clear know? that you're
0: younger than us. You don't have to. <laughs> not, not by much, come on. <laughs> That's true.
2: What were you saying, Rich? I was going to ask how you heard about Evil Dead 2. Well, um, I have a good friend. I still know the guy, and we used to hang out in his basement a lot just screwing around. And one day he came home uh, from school, and a kid at his school had given him a VHS tape of a movie that he said he had to watch. And so, he came in, he brought it, and we put it on, and it was Evil Dead 2, and we basically sat there for, you know, the two hours or whatever it is, and, you know, eyes wide and our mouths hanging open, because it was the greatest thing we'd ever seen at the time. (laughs) And I think we watched watched it probably like 30 times over the next two weeks, or three weeks, and loved it so much. And then um after that started looking for the first one and so on yeah so it was just you know we were hanging around doing nothing and he came with this mystery tape and it was the best thing we'd ever seen that's cool it was awesome so what
0: what do you think of the the pilot for ash versus evil
2: dead i loved it i thought it was fantastic it uh it it really felt like evil dead to me um ash was older but kind of the same and And just the gore was amazing and the comedy was all there. So I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy. I I liked it so much.
0: Me too. I know. I hate when you start a podcast on a show and then it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
2: okay, we're done. What about you?
3: Oh, I was literally pointing at the screen, squealing like a little girl saying, oh my God, Ash is back. (laughs) Yeah, they did a really good job of capturing
1: the essence. That's the best part.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our... Talk about the most recent episode. It, we're doing a top three since there are four of us here, and we don't want to be here for two hours. So it's our <laughs> deadcast top three this week. It's top three highlights for season one, episode two, bait. So in general, Rich, hmm. what would you think?
1: Well, I really enjoyed the fact that they picked up where they left off from uh-huh. the last episode. I mean, like literally. Yeah, the lady still bleeding on the floor, chainsaw still dripping with blood. And then they just take it from there. That's what I was
0: hoping for in this series. I was hoping that it would be one continuous story. It
1: looks like it's going to be.
0: Well, that's how the movies were. Yeah. It, they always start each movie con- pretty much where the other ones left off. Yeah. And it gives you this feeling that there's no letting up on Ash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Spence?
3: Um, I I agree with Rich, but it kind of went beyond that for me. And the fact that um, I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but Ash and his arrogance and... The fact that he was such the, you know, the man's man, it was like he had it coming, and, uh, and exactly what we were talking about here. There he is, in all of his suspicion. Being impolite at the dinner table, and then <laughs> bam, he just he just went for it. You know, one shot <laughs> to the face. Mimi Rogers sprawled out on the for floor. For no particular,
0: it wasn't like he saw some clue or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, He's he just like, knew. Oh, I've had he of just is. knew I had okay. enough. Yeah, so. so you liked it? You liked oh yeah, it?
2: Chris. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. That scene though, where he just punches her in the face almost out of nowhere. They they foreshadowed it earlier when they were in the car and he was telling Pablo to. Uh, you'll get hit in the face once and know what to do. And then that's exactly what he did. But uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I was um, curious to see uh, what, you know, because Sam Raimi didn't direct the second one. He only did the first one. And I was curious to see if there'd be a different feel to it, but I don't really think there was. And I think they did a good job. So I I enjoyed number two just as much really as the first one.
0: Yeah. I've kind of got my radar up because I know that, Sam Raimi directed and wrote the first one and did not direct nor write the second one. And I'm sure he had a lot of, uh, he probably helped shape the story of the whole series, but I'm like, uh, watching for, Oh, is it going to lose its way? And I, I didn't enjoy this one as much as the first episode. I liked it a lot, but, uh, I felt like, I don't know, maybe in some parts it felt like it was going through the motions a little bit. I don't know. I mean, as we go through our points here, um, you know, I'll get into it a little bit more, but for the most part, I really dug it, especially when I'm going back and writing down all the funny lines that I liked. There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let's start with our top three. Um, let's just keep going in that same order. Rich, why don't you go first?
1: Uh, you know, what I noticed uh, this episode was that uh, all the characters say and react exactly how you would expect them to say and react, uh, you know, in a standard television drama, except for Ash. He's the one that gets all the cool lines he's the one that reacts differently than everybody else and it and it I like that they kept that up I like that they're that
0: they're going with uh, keeping ash different keeping ash ash yeah this was sort of like ash getting dropped in the middle of leave it to beaver or something yeah. almost <laughs> kind of yeah, <laughs> which I loved I like that juxtaposition yeah, it's cool I like the
3: fact that ash is still working retail and You know, it's only the retail clerk that is going to save the world, and that's what it took, Uh you know. So, deep down, I might want to go back to retail. And And be proud. Be proud and knowing full well that in any apocalyptic, you know, scenario, that there is going to be someone who's going to stand up, be groovy about it, find a shotgun, and save the world.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you like that he's an everyman, and he still is a badass like if he was james bond it wouldn't be as cool
3: exactly Mm -hmm. no i mean there's something to be said about uh politeness i mean don't get me wrong i am not advocating anybody not being polite but when it comes down to taking care of business someone has to be a leader and ash he just knows he's the man to do the job and i love the fact that they maintain that and uh it was one of the reasons why I've always enjoyed Ash and the fact that we're talking about a person who's been through put through the ringer and he can still cope with it and uh, be confident in himself to take care of business even in a
2: comedic way. <laughs> I think working in retail is the perfect job for Ash. It's where he lives. Exactly. It's where he learns all the skills he needs to deal with deadites because he has to deal with customers all day. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, and I you know, it's interesting that Actually, I feel like that quality of the EL Dead franchise, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but it did, doesn't seem like it really came forward until the last scene in the last movie when he said, shop smart, shop S-mart. Because <laughs> right. that seemed like, oh, wow, this is so weird seeing Ash in our world. We've only seen him in a spooky old cabin and in yeah. medieval times until now. But now that scene and then the series continues on with it. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it kind of makes him more of a real guy, you know, a little bit, yeah. even though yeah. he's, he's nuts and has all the best one-liners and, and so on. He's a bit of a real guy because he just works in S-Mart or uh, whatever the shop was called in the show, which I can't remember right now. Value, Value Stop. Stop. Yeah, Stop. Value Stop. There we go.
0: Okay, my number three, one of my favorite things about this episode that I definitely liked was the tension between Ash and Kelly's mom. I liked the whole juxtaposition of this bloody chainsaw-armed hero in this average suburban house, Mm -hmm. which we kind of talked about. But also, we all know that she's... I mean, I think we're all like Ash. We're 99.9% sure that she's a deadite. But there's that little 1% that... Or 0.1% that we're not... I mean, I don't know. Did you guys have any unsureness? I no. did. You did a yeah, little bit? Yeah,
1: I, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, well, is she or isn't she? <laughs> I thought they did a good job of I creating suspense. I mean, I sus- figured suspense.
0: she died, and it's a bullshit story. Uh, it is sort of convenient that they didn't find the body yeah. b- b- to make this story work. But um, there's still even though i know like example for example in my own life i know i'm i feel like i'm 99.9 percent sure that there's no such thing as ghosts but i still get scared in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> thinking about it so anyway we're sitting there waiting to see if and when the deadite's gonna manifest and that tension was awesome yeah and the way that the mom was looking at him like she looked at him like i know you I, i'm gonna <laughs> get you and the the she put this like it looked like a some kind of bleeding organ down on his plate, yes,, yeah. that was the food, <laughs> and then you see blood coming out of her. I, see one of my favorite parts was you see like it dripping down her chin, yes uh-huh. and Ash looked a little worried right there, yeah, it, it was starting to mess with his mind, which I love Ash the best, not when he 's just badass the whole time through, but when he starts to get freaked out by the whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> so just the whole uh, dynamic between Ash and the mom was awesome and mimi rogers played that part really well i thought yeah the mom
2: she she was really good did you guys notice though that there were in in a few scenes leading up to the reveal of her being a deadite there were flies flying yeah 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 Yeah, i
0: did that's a tell
2: yeah, that's it right there. I mean, I thought that was just a, such a nice touch, you know, to it's, it was really subtle because it wasn't every time she was on screen. But then exactly. once in a while, there was a fly flying around. And you're like, oh, she's totally dead. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And that made me wonder, is this? I mean, these kinds of questions are pretty ridiculous for the show, but just for this what the hell we're doing a podcast, is that her corpse that's been reanimated by a deadite, or is it just some other kind it of manifestation she was physically there that's yeah part of the reason i was in suspense i was like well is she isn't she she doesn't look like she's been dead yeah but the deadites we know can make, make a person look, look normal. normal for a little while hush little baby don't, don't say yeah uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: well, you know, and in the first episode, you know, you had the, uh, the deputy that, you know, with a shotgun that he pulls himself off of the antlers and for a brief moment, he yeah. looked normal and got her to doubt, you know, it was a all in her head. And of course he, you know, had to go for her throat, but, you know.
0: Which brings up a good point. I think in every movie so far, Evil Dead, and now every episode, they've played that beat where you have the possessed person suddenly turn back normal and go, don't kill me. And I'm thinking, oh, that'll get old if they just keep doing it that same way every time, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to have some kind of a a development of that or a play on it or something, you know? I, I don't think they can just keep doing the exact same thing every episode. That's true. I like that the evil is evil. They say mean things.
1: Yes. That's right. They do mean things.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm thinking, what is the point of her pretending to be mom when she could probably just kill the daughter or whatever. And it seems like the point is just to fuck with her. Get <laughs> That's her in right. for a hug and then tell her something really neat. <laughs> yeah. I
3: love you, but I'm going to pull your heart out now. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what did she say? She said, I killed myself I killed to get, myself. get away from you. Yeah. That's exactly right.
3: Purpose. Well, did you also notice a scar? She had a big scar across her scalp near her hairline on, the, uh, on her right side of her head. Uh, so I was looking at that going, nah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, oh, you
0: mean it. when she was in when she normal. When she looked normal, life. there
3: was this yeah. big scar sitting up there, and then the fly. There was, was all kinds of, and I'm like, Little nah, signs. this is it. You now, also, <laughs> go so, ahead, sir.
2: Sorry, I noticed the scar, too, and I just sort of figured, so I guess she really did go into the river in a car wreck, but mm-hmm. was possessed somehow, and that she got the scar in the crash. I, that's what I figured. But you're right, it was another sign that she's, something's not right.
0: And then... For some reason, just punching her in the face brought out her deadite nature. I guess <laughs> she just figured there was no point in keeping up the ruse anymore. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, what better way though? Ash was going to go for it no matter what. Yeah,
1: like he said, I can't even get my nut up until to rumble unless I've had a good shot in the chin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Rich, what's your number two?
1: Um, well, we just touched on it. How the I like how the evil is being developed in this series so far. I mean, it's, it's they're not just mindless zombies walking around. I mean, they're actively trying to mess with people's heads. Yeah.
0: They're 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 being evil. Mm-hmm. I like
1: that. And I hope they continue to develop it.
0: Yeah, it seems like I mean, that a lot of times the deadites are doing what they do just for the joy of making other people suffer. Right. <laughs> Without a doubt, Bruce
1: Campbell was talking about that too. I don't know, maybe you've heard of this, but he was kind of, he was kind of Josh in The Walking Dead. He said, uh, "We we are competitive with The Walking Dead. Like we'll show those fuckers. Our Deadites are very clever. They're not stupid shufflers. They can mimic people. They can
0: drive cars. They're a fun threat." Yep, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. He's throwing down the gauntlet. I yeah. think I heard that um, on our podcast when I read it a couple episodes ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a it's a good Wait a one. It's a Rich. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, number two. For me,
3: uh, I find myself laughing at the screen for all of the classic uh, imitation of the Raimi photography. I mean, it was there. The, the oh, zooming yeah. around the and style. the fact that yeah. the uh, the the unseen evil that's always done from the first person perspective, going through car windshields and you know slamming up against the uh, the trailer repeatedly. I mean, I was like, this is what it's about. This is what I want to see. You know, this the evil spirit doing what it can to try to get into either you or to be utilizing whatever corpse it has to, you
0: know, just, just basically scare the bejesus yeah. out of you. Attack, ravage or bingo. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. I almost feel like when are watching these movies that it's an assault on us as a viewer a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> as well as yeah. the, without a the doubt. Show. And the gore, they, they kept yes. the gore. Oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah. I,
3: I, I was, Was just very. I mean, I've never been one to really appreciate over the top gore, but when it's so tongue, you know, for for lack of a better term, tongue in cheek, (laughs) and the fact that it's just so funny as hell, uh, just to see how everything is just going bananas at that moment, I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is bringing back all the memories of every other film that I've ever seen, but no one does it, you know,
0: like Ash and the Evil Dead. I haven't either. I've never been one to be like yes, gore like some right. people. But for some reason, it it's good. Like when they're shoving that bottle into Mister Roper's <laughs> throat and he's yeah. kind of laughing, and the blood is just
2: <laughs> pouring out. out. It's like yeah, that's that's
0: the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gratuitous.
2: Well, the Ramey zooms like the the zooms he does and the extreme close ups. That's what that's what puts the us as the viewers like right into it, right? And yeah. that's kind of what I was. Uh, wondering if we'd lose when Raimi's not directing it. Now I don't I don't think we did in this episode. We were right well, up no, in there as well and it mm-hmm. it felt it felt the same to me, so that was pretty good.
0: It's interesting the show is written this episode by uh a comedian, forgot his name, but um Dominic it, Dierkes or something like that. Okay. And but it's directed by a horror director. So uh, that seems like a good idea to Combine the two, you know, for right. this kick it off. Well, I know that it could be horrific to die on stage, so you know, maybe <laughs> having a comedian there. I watched some of his stuff, and it was pretty dark. He was talking about rape a lot, and oh. yeah, <laughs> that's right. And what else? Uh, he said something about uh, he, you know, when you can't remember somebody's name, so you just. Lock him down in your basement. Wait for your friends to come around and say, "Hey, have you seen so and so?" And like, that's who it is, Carl. <laughs> anyway,
2: uh,
0: whose turn is it, Chris?
2: Yeah, I'll um, I'll say this kind of applies to 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 this episode and the first one, I guess. But I just love how uh, the 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 AMC uh, not AMC stars, excuse me, and uh, everyone making this show. Just I feel like they just don't even give a crap but in the best way and they're not trying to make this show uh politically correct at all and especially if that really revolves around ash of course because he's misogynistic he he drinks and drives in this episode you yeah. know yep. you know he he takes advantage of of people every chance he get whether they're his friends or his enemies or whatever and he's just generally not really nice to, to anybody although he does help them out i guess in the end but i just feel like it's so awesome that they're not trying to update ash kind of for the 21st century you know mm-hmm. and yeah. and they're just like this is the way he is and he's a total fish out of water in 2015 but that's because he's hasn't changed at all and uh you know he even says i think in this episode that it's not a very pc thing to say these days but chicks are just like that and yeah, yeah, right. and and I just like that's that's Ash and I'm glad they're not trying to mess with the character too much and I felt like this episode even more than the first one uh kind of reinforced that a bit so mm-hmm. uh that was sort of my number 2 I guess and and just how Ash is is Ash and he's the same character and they're not worrying about making him making him fit in or or just be more PC
0: I now that you mentioned it I almost wish he had just said you know chicks are just like that yeah. and not even yeah, the bothered part. saying no qualifier <laughs> like yeah essay these days but you're right yeah and uh, i particularly like the um just throwing the empties
2: down in the pile of the front <laughs> like, seat as he's driving <laughs> and there, there's such a there's a huge pile of them it's like you know maybe if just one bottle went down and you know any other show it would have been like a root beer or something but here he's just like <laughs> well, filling up is. his passenger seat with with empty bottles it's so bad but so good at the same time and Kelly's
1: like, you know, my parents were Jewish. I, like, oh, I wish he would have told me that before I made those stupid crosses. The process, yeah. And then he just walks away and gets in his car.
0: Yeah. Well, since we're getting into this, I'll I'll do uh, my number two is the uh, just some of the funny lines I liked. He said. I get that you want to save your dad, but I'm trying to save all the dads everywhere and the mommies and the babies. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, let's see, you said the one about can't even get my nut up to rumble. Yeah, uh, I like when Pablo is drenched in blood and you just saw Ash wipe himself off with a nice big rag. <laughs> and and gives pa- he gives him a moist towelette. Towelette. <laughs> 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 And then, this is a little one, but... Right when he came out of the trailer, which was just after uh, he had chopped Miss um, what's her name's head off, his neighbor Vivian, he's got he's like I got to duct tape some bullet holes, and then he's humming, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's just and there's all this creepiness going
1: on. One of my favorites was when uh, when after he punched uh, Kelly's mom in the face. <laughs> And she turned into a dead eye. He was like, Oh good. I was starting to feel like a real dick. <laughs> and, yes.
2: and before they get after uh before they get in the car, he tells Pablo to wipe your feet and get in, like wiping yeah, his feet yeah. like, <laughs> yeah.
1: What
0: the hell was that it's, that's awesome. like it's so
2: important. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, he um Pablo comes in to talk to him and he picks uh, bit of Roper, a chunk of Roper's flesh out of his hair and gives it to his lizard. Yeah, <laughs> rapidly so,
2: snaps it up. Uh, you know what that looked like to me? It's funny. Just this afternoon, I was uh, taking down our Halloween decorations from last week. And I took the pumpkin we had, and because it, I thought it would be funny and the kids would like it, I threw it onto the driveway so it would kind of explode. Yeah. And it left little chunks of pumpkin that looked just like that. So I wonder if they, <laughs> oh, they use pumpkin bad. for that.
0: <laughs> See, for any other holiday, that would, would be kind of gross, but for Halloween, it's just right. Yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. What, any other ones? I got a couple more.
1: Yeah, did you catch the one where he was like... uh Sometimes the whale needs his
2: bait fish to remind him of where he is in the ocean. Yes, (laughs) or Or something like like that. What the
1: hell does that mean?
2: I liked when he said, I'll be polite right up until I'm rude.
0: Rude, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Here's one of my favorites. Pablo says, she doesn't even have the crazy white eyes. They're brown and lovely like her daughters. And I remember when I was like you, young, dumb, and full of, conflicting yeah. emotions <laughs> <laughs> or another little one is uh, pablo when the lightning came down when the door opens and he goes to himself it's just a storm pablito which is probably what his mom told him when he was a little kid okay before we get on into our number ones i figure I might as well do an underwear commercial go for it what the hell do it so um it's pretty cool like I wasn't really expecting to have sponsors for this show this early but Mac Weldon is a new sponsor for our other podcast Walking Dead cast and one of the guys over there Colin is like I love Evil Dead I have it tattooed on my chest and I want to do a sponsor for you guys too and I'm like awesome so Mac Weldon like I never accept any sponsors that I don't actually use and like and i'm wearing some Mac Weldon underwear right now and this t-shirt too right here and i like them because they look cool they're they have nice colors the fabric is feels really good they're well designed they use premium fabrics and you can tell you know someone's attention to detail detail by their website too and they have this really great beautiful to look at easy to use even almost fun to use website where you can go on and choose the different colors and styles that you want they have uh, you know it's all men's underwear they have boxers briefs and boxer briefs and trunks they have v-necks crews long sleeves they have these great socks that are uh, kind of extra high and they have they're really comfortable and well built and they have like this reinforced heel you can get them in kind of muted colors or these kind of fun ones and they like to point out that their products are all naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. I haven't tested that yet, but I'm going to pull off my underwear and have you guys smell them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm really glad you smell fabulous. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Chris is in Canada, so yeah. <laughs> can you smell it? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so, so far, my whole experience with these guys has been great. I like their products. I'm proud to um, have them as a sponsor and they're really comfortable and everything. And they're so comfortable that if you don't like your first pair, you, they say you can actually keep it and they'll still refund you with no questions asked. So there's a little motivation to go check them out. And do that by going to macweldon.com. That's M A C K W E L D O N.com. And you can get 20% off using promo code Groovy. So uh, 20% off. That's the highest discount we've ever had with any sponsor. So I, I totally recommend you guys check them out. If you listen to Walking Deadcast and Evil Deadcast, use the Groovy promo code. I'd like to show them that our new podcast has some support behind it. And thanks to Mac Weldon for your support. Right on. So let's move on to number one. Richard.
1: Number one, Mimi Rogers. I didn't realize that she was going to be in the episode. And when uh, I saw her, I was like, hey, right on. We're starting to get some star power on this thing. I really li- I, I like her. I, like, I liked all her past work. And I thought she did a great job uh, playing Kelly's
0: mom in this episode. She was married to Tom Cruise, right? A long yeah. time ago, yeah. A long time ago. So she had some experience with some <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: And then at the end of the episode on stars, you know, it... it told you a little bit about the episode and they said that she was totally into it she wanted to be covered in blood she wanted to do all her
0: own stunts yeah so i was like all right man that's cool that doesn't surprise me because she had this look like she was really into it yeah you know she did a great job she did i mean you
1: know a a lesser actress i don't think would have pulled it off as Mm -hmm. well i totally crushed on her in uh lost in space yeah she's she, she was pretty hot her. in Austin Powers, too. Yeah,
3: that's, that's yeah. for sure. Without a doubt. But lost in space. I'm sorry. Put put a woman in a space suit, and I'm all over that. Then you'd take <laughs> her out of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 all right. Your turn. All right. Well, my number one big takeaway from uh you know Ash versus the Evil Dead is kind of an overall flavor. We've hit most of the points that we've been uh, you know, that I had basically listed here but it's it's the fanboy it's the fact that they're they're staying true and we got to see i guess not so much character development from ash as it is a reinforcement of the fact that ash is still ash and uh, that's what i was hoping for i was worried that when they you know decide to restart a given franchise and to see where it's going to go that Sometimes they take too many liberties with the main character, and they didn't. Of all things, uh, I think that of all the characters that Bruce Campbell has done, I've enjoyed them all. I've enjoyed Briscoe County. I enjoyed Jack of All Trades, even back in the day. And uh, of course, Ash, and of course, Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Burn Notice was one of my all time favorite shows. It was a great show. And, uh, you know, that being said, here we have Bruce Campbell. I'm sorry. I kind of got the impression that either, A, he's just that good of an actor, or B, he felt at home because mm-hmm. he owns that role. Yeah. And uh, that was my big smile. That was my big yes moment. You know, It's very few times that I actually you know, laugh out loud at the TV screen. And, uh, and I was mm-hmm. doing that. I was making comments, You know, pushing Richie as we're watching the show. Like, Dude,
1: he did it. He did it. So. <laughs>
3: To me, that's what it was all about. Yeah,
1: totally. I laughed out loud at the TV. What was it? It was when Pablo... They're all at the dinner table, right? And Pablo is uh getting upset because kelly's getting upset and he tells ash ash just lay off kelly's mom it's a real mom and while he's telling ash this they cut to his face and he's making the goofiest stupid looking <laughs> face and they started <laughs> cracking up laughing at the tv just little things like that
0: he doesn't even have to speak he mm-hmm. makes me laugh he has a real handle on it, on how to do it and yes, makes it funny as hell yeah. and it's not the same he's not doing the same thing he does a lot of different kinds of things yeah. to make it funny all right chris
2: Well, my number one is something that I didn't really think I'd ever consider that much in Evil Dead. Not because it's not good, but because I figured it would kind of always be the same. And that's the production design and the cinematography. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of these sort of filmmaking things that, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd ever be talking about when it comes to Evil Dead. But I noticed in this episode that... Uh, I just really thought it was shot really beautifully and in a really awesome way. Like, uh, colors are pretty vibrant and not just like all the blood and the gore, but they it seemed like they did a lot of shooting at dusk or at dawn when um, <clears throat> the sun is coming through the trees really nice and they have some fog that they've brought in. And I realized it when, uh, when they pull up to Kelly's parents' house and the, the, the car pulls up and they've got the trailer behind them and the camera kind of swings back up on a crane, probably, and it swings up to see the windmill. And it's just, it's a really nicely lit shot. And I just thought, wow, that's, this is amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. So I looked up the cinematographer and it was a guy named Dave Garbett and the production designer was Nick Bassett. And, uh, I think these guys just deserve a round of applause for doing a great job with, with evil dead there we go (laughs) yeah it is shot really pretty
1: they now they do they shoot it primarily in new zealand yeah they just do exterior shots down there all of
3: it yeah i
2: think it's all 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 done and anything in studio would be done down there too but um Mm. they use the special effects people down there too right that's cool
3: okay so who here
2: doesn't think that we're not going to see that windmill again
0: Yeah, there was something with that, right? They kept showing it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it it stopped. What happened? It stopped when they got there, and then it started up as soon as they left again, right?
0: I don't know if that was just a little framing device or if it meant something.
1: It was something because if you look at the flag... The flag was blowing to the right, but the windmill was facing the left. It was it like facing backwards. the wrong way, uh, and it turned to face that. Ash. I was waiting for it to come flying off. Yeah, so no. and <laughs> yeah. so then they're like, "Something's not right."
2: It's here. things are I just off kilter. One's going one way and one's yes. going the other way. Yeah, that's right. I love
0: that, and uh, I want yeah more more stuff like that. I like that when things are just not quite how they should be. Like I noticed, um, I think it was in the pilot. In the trailer, one of his lanterns, after some commotion from a fight or something, is swinging back and forth, and it just stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like come to a slow rest. Yeah. Things like that. But you're talking about the filmmaking, the cinematography. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. You guys are making me like this episode more than I did when I started. So that's awesome. But uh, the we Rich and I watched the first three movies again and talked about him. You know, to podcast to prep for the show and it just reminded me of how great the filmmaking was in all of those like the vibrant colors and the framing and the camera work and the sound design and everything so it is a big part of evil dead i think
1: it's a big job too i don't know if i could do that (laughs) (laughs) you mean just be the director yeah Yeah. movie i mean all the things you got to be in control of you got to have it all in your head too
0: yeah Like you got to be a certain kind of person. Like the guy who did uh, Fantastic Four, Josh Trank, he crumbled under the pressure. It sounds like, yeah, like he was hiding in his tent. That's that's a whole other podcast in and of itself (laughs) on how bad that. I didn't even go see it because I heard it was just so awful.
2: Yeah, neither did (laughs) I. I heard it was
0: terrible, so I didn't bother. But but I heard all. Did you hear all the rumors about him? Kind of combusting or whatever no he was mean to the actors i'm and, not surprised yeah okay well let's see my number one is just stuff from the movies so like you mentioned rich it picks up where it left off like the evil dead movies did yeah i noticed he called them deadites at first i was like wait a minute i thought they weren't going to use anything from army of darkness but the first time deadites was used was in the medieval scene right at the end of evil dead 2 so right. maybe that makes it okay i don't know Um,
1: Ash Ash said He phrased it I call them deadites Yeah What I call deadites
0: And Ash told Pablo When he was freaking out He goes Well for your first time You did great Most folks just end up dead And in Ash's experience Especially in the first two movies Everyone else is dead That has ever partnered with him On fighting the deadites So that's That's Yeah he's like Hey you're still alive Amazing I (laughs) thought you'd be dead Um I thought for a little while That Pablo was seeming a little Too cartoony like he Said you said I'd know what to do After I got hit but I just got hit and I don't know what to do <laughs> but then I Remembered that in Evil Dead 2 they were like that Like they're yeah. like gosh dang Bobby Joe or whatever you know <laughs> They were like that too so it's yeah. fine uh, And then you know He made those same crosses out Of sticks well he made one for His girlfriend Linda yeah. mm-hmm same kind of thing He's so that was like a those. play on that and then uh, that's about it I, I just also wanted to bring up last time we talked about that Evil Dead flashback that was in the pilot Yeah, and we were saying that we thought it was all from Evil Dead 2 but he said he had to bury his friends and he showed some of those friends Spencer's yeah. nodding so I think that was from the first movie because he mm-hmm. didn't have any of those friends with him in the second yeah. so they used bits of both Uh, that's it we didn't talk about amanda at all what did you guys think of that whole section the amanda fisher the cop
1: yeah well she's you know she didn't really have much of a role in this part but i think they're setting her up setting it up for the next episode for
0: her to have a vent a a, a, what do you call it vendetta against ash i think
3: well, it's either that or she's going to actually end up being a sidekick down the line here. Yeah. Maybe because if you're going to have a series like this, it, it will get old after a while. If Ash is the only one doing the ass kicking, so maybe. Yeah, I, I hope that they're not just banking on that because mm-hmm. you know the fact is that what made the first two movie, well, first three movies so great was the fact that they were so over the top. Well. That's great for, you know, one-off moments, you know, be- between years. But now if we're going to have a TV series about it, you know, how is, you know, who- who's going to be Ash's Padawan? <laughs> you know, I mean, is he going to get one? And uh, you uh,
1: know, or- go ahead. I-, I was just thinking, too, that Ash will be the one that does the ass kicking, and she'll probably be the one that tries to figure out how to fix everything.
2: Yeah, I Yeah, I'm not sure where that storyline is going. Like right now, it's kind of just a parallel plot that it looks like it's coming together maybe next uh, next episode or soon. But Mm -hmm. I I wasn't really sure. But maybe you're right. Ash will sort of be the muscle and she'll be the brains of the operation if they start working together. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh,
0: I hope it gets to see her naked. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I think it'll get old if uh, if they don't if nobody dies. Because all oh. the deadites don't seem like as much of a threat.
3: No, they need to be. Of all things, this needs to go bananas. Mm. Although
0: party. her Kelly's family died, so her yeah. father died. So maybe we'll just see secondary characters die throughout the series, but our main characters, Pablo and Kelly, and this
2: Amanda will stay alive. See, I'm not so sure I want to see our main characters die. I mean, obviously Ash isn't gonna die. Um, but it's sort of I I feel like this show's a little different in that you then know, walking dead then walking dead, I mean, obviously, yeah. but it's the walking dead you you expect them to die. It's a serious zombie show. this I almost feel like I just want to see them kick ass. I don't yeah i don't I'm not yeah, worried about right. people yeah. dying, but I want other people to die, a yeah. Lot. <laughs> well I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you're gonna get that. Kelly's dad got the fork through the eye. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah and whenever someone bleeds out, they really bleed out. <laughs> There's more
1: blood Just in these bodies. Yeah. <laughs> uh the the
0: the Amanda section I thought was problematic and this is something that you should never probably even think of in a show like this, but I didn't get why she was there, uh why any the cops showed up Did somebody report violence There were body bags on the floor So I guess well, the, the neighbor's the, bodies were there The lady,
1: the old lady was all chopped up Yeah, right. she Ash was on the ground Just
0: killed, right Yeah. Right. And I love, oh one thing we didn't mention Is his neighbor said uh, Yeah, he was mean to our kids And mean to pretty much everybody <laughs> else He was right an here. asshole, right <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I guess somehow the, the cops got wind of that And she found out and went there But then, um Why would she think this had some kind of connection to what she experienced before? Maybe they're in a small town and nothing ever happens. I don't know. It just seemed a little flimsy, the plot. But I think that's what we're going to have to expect sometimes.
2: Like I this. I liked how the neighbor, when they were talking to the neighbor, she said that Ash had a girl with a skanky wrist tattoo. Like, <laughs> right. Like that was the yeah. worst kind of tattoo ever she could have. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's what made her bad, you know, evil. <laughs> <laughs> what a skank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they said he
0: would bring whores back to his trailer. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and that might have just been from their point of view. I had a couple more notes. I, I like that Pablo has a big spark plug on his shirt for some reason. Yep. Yeah. It's like a hipster. Uh, and then yeah, I guess that's about it. Did anybody else have anything to say about it? Do you think the Deadites are after Ash or are they after the book? No, they're after Ash. It seems
2: like it. They're saying things like,
0: we want to test the metal of man. Yeah. And it's even hilarious. Ash said
2: that Kelly's mom lured... Like the whole bait thing, right? They she was luring Ash so that she could get him. Right, he's the whale. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah, he thinks so. But that doesn't even. It
0: could be that they're after the book, though. Yeah. Well, I don't see.
3: I kind of got the impression that they want to kill Ash because he was the only one to actually close the damn book. This, you know, thirty years ago. He was actually able to push him back, and he mm-hmm. managed to get home.
0: He's been a thorn in their and side. So he's a
3: thorn in their side, and they haven't forgotten about that. And they're eternal, and he isn't. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, so that I think that's one aspect that we can kind of read into it. But you know, by virtue of the fact that I mean, the the race is on. They're trying to get to the to the magical bookstore so that Ash can figure out a way to find a spell to
0: yeah. <laughs> To put, I, an, put a lid on all this bullshit. And,
3: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And I think that's where they're going to be going next. If I were the writers, I would be exploring the fact that, you know, we see the Necronomicon ex mortis as he he basically says one spell and he releases the apocalypse. So what are we talking about now? Well, there are more spells in that book. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe willing be to some... bet you there's going to be all kinds of goofiness that's going to kick in here as they're trying to figure That'd it out. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, man, if I had the rest of the episodes right now, we would just binge watch them right now. I would (laughs) would, anyway. Totally. I would for sure. (laughs) Anything else?
2: I liked how uh, Pablo, more than any other character, spent this episode covered in blood. (laughs) He, he <laughs> that's for sure. He was, like he cleaned up during dinner a little bit, but then even when everybody else sort of was cleaned up, he was still covered in blood in the car, of course, when Ash yep. toweled himself down. And then right at the end, when they were burying Kelly's parents, Kelly was totally clean. Ash was mostly clean. He's still covered in blood. It's like <laughs> blood, he just yeah. never gets to clean up. I thought that was funny. Um and then I thought the uh two more things. The police sketch of Ash that the cops had uh, mm-hmm. Kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know what it was. Okay, but... you
3: say Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought he looked like Josh Brolin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe the chin or brow. something like that. Yeah. Yep, um,
2: beady eyes. It must be a, a composite of all of those guys. I don't know. And then, finally, the uh, during the dinner scene, they did kind of a shotgun cam where it looked like the, or maybe yes. I should say boomstick cam. They put the camera on the end of the gun looking back at Ash, and I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Love it. It was Let pretty Let the fun. boomstick do the talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Good job, guys. Let's move on to the
2: news. <sighs> Groovy. All right. This week in the news, there's a few items. Um, I know everybody listening to this has probably already watched the first episode and the second episode. But just in case you want to get a friend into the show, Stars posted the first episode on Facebook. So you can send people over there to Facebook to watch it. Uh, it's also on their website, but I could not get it to work on their site. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because I'm in Canada. Sometimes we get shut out of things like that. But if you can't get it to work on their their um, their site, go over to Facebook, the Facebook page for the show, and you can find the episode there. And uh, and if you want to rewatch it, that's a good way to do it as well. And even if oh,
0: well, nobody's going to hear this who doesn't probably doesn't have stars, but. If you happen to be listening to this and you don't have stars and you don't know how you're going to get to see this, I would still recommend going and watching the pilot for free because it's a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's, (laughs) I mean, if you're uh, even if you're a minor fan, you're going to, you're going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Next, uh, NECA Toys, I think is how you say it. It's the National Entertainment Collectibles Association, which sounds very, very official. Uh, they're going to be releasing some Ash versus Evil Dead toys coming up in 2016. There's not a lot of information out on these yet, but they did post an image of um, that eyeless deadite. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that one? It's kind of got no face almost, but that's one. It's of the, one
0: we haven't seen in the show yet.
2: I'm. I feel like it might have been in the first episode, but. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember now, but it's kind of got no face—at least no eyes, anyways—and it's really creepy looking. That's one of the action figures they're going to be putting out. But this this company—they've put out toys for Evil Dead, two Alien, Predator, Friday the Thirteenth, Hellraiser, all kinds of them. So they have been around a while, and they do some really great stuff. So if you're into action figures or toys, you have um, some Ash versus Evil Dead ones to look forward to coming out next year. And there's not. Uh, there's no information yet on when but we'll uh we'll update you if we get that down the road at some point
0: I tried to stay away from that because i don't, I don't want to end up collecting a whole bunch of <laughs> stuff and have it you know cluttered but then I'm like eh, I'll just get this portal gun which I have up there and I'm like oh, I'm gonna be Rick Grimes I'll get a replica of the rip and then I got my lightsaber. Then I got another lightsaber. Because <laughs> you need two lightsabers. And I want an Ash toy. I know. Yeah. I want an Ash toy. Just one Ash toy and then I'll be done.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> I, I had an Ash costume for Halloween like years ago. And uh, so I've I've still got the chainsaw I used and the, the shotgun I used. So you got to have some stuff like that.
1: Right on. You know. You have yours, Rich? Yeah, I did the same thing. Uh, except I made my chainsaw out of cardboard. So it's long gone.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I went and bought a a like toy plastic chainsaw that I could modify a little bit to look more like the Evil Dead one right so <laughs> next item Sam Raimi he as we talked about directed the first episode And it's up in the air right now whether he will be back or not to do more. Uh, Blaster.com interviewed him and asked if he'd do any more episodes and he said I don't know that they need me. Right now I'm really looking for a feature film to direct. If they needed me I would come in and do something like a big goofy finale or kick off the first episode of the season but there isn't really a request for that right now. So who knows if he'll be back but what do you guys think? Do you want to see Ramey back directing the show? I'd like to officially make my request yeah. come back. <laughs>
0: yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> complain.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's the, it, it's the Ramey Tappert show on that one. I mean, come on. When I think of the evil dead, I think Sam Raimi and I think Tappert, mm-hmm. I mean, who else, who else could make crime wave the way they had, right. <laughs> you know, And it just, I never was, saw that. I, I, I have it on it DVD out. Yeah, and right. you're
0: more than welcome to watch it. Cause I loved it. Okay. So, well, cool. yeah, yeah, totally, man. I, I don't believe that either. I think he's being humble or something. And I wouldn't be surprised if he might want to go do a feature film just so he doesn't feel like he's being pigeonholed back into, you know, taking a step backwards in his career. But maybe he can go do a great movie and then come back and do a season two episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead.
2: I hope he does too. I mean, it's not like he's been doing this every year for 30 years. You know, he took a bit of a break there from Evil Dead. So... I think, yeah. I think he can come back, and it'll be okay. And I would like to see it, too, even if it's just one episode a season. Yes, you know, Because this totally. is his baby, and he needs to watch it grow.
0: Take care of his baby. Take care of his baby, <laughs> exactly.
2: Bruce Campbell, he was... Um, another interview with Bruce, and he called modern horror borer, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> he said, horror's just too serious, period. And I get it. I get that uh that's the default most horror is very straight it could be a little boring too borer and lucy lawless was there and she added because of bruce campbell and because of the legacy of evil dead we've got our own thing going on it's raucous and it's distasteful and we're proud of it so they know what they're into and uh i you know they they seem to be creating a show here that sort of lives up to the legacy of evil dead which i just thought was worth mentioning absolutely Finally, we've got uh, just a reminder for any Bruce Campbell fans that he is on another show right now. Uh, He is playing Ronald Reagan on Fargo, and I think his first episode uh, debuts this week, uh, which is Monday, so tomorrow at this point. It's episode five of season two of Fargo. You can see Bruce Campbell as Ronald Reagan, and apparently he's instrumental to the plot of that show. Awesome. Wow, so I got to get caught up. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't remember the name of the showrunner for um Fargo but Noah, oh, or yeah, Noah like S- Hawley or something. Yeah, Noah holly or something. Yeah. He uh he said the you know, I don't know that Bruce or Ronald Reagan is sort of um it's it's more about Reagan's influence on the the United States in that time period so that, and how it affects the characters on that show but we're get, we're definitely going to see Reagan on screen. Portrayed by Bruce Campbell, so worth watching if you're a Bruce Campbell fan for sure. Or a Reagan fan. Or maybe a Reagan fan, (laughs) yeah. Or a Fargo fan. It's those are all good things. (laughs) (laughs) I love that show, by the way. Yeah, I'm not caught up on season two yet, but I loved season one and uh I'm sort of I've done the first couple of season two, but it's it's great. Mm. I highly recommend it. Uh that's it for the news this week. Nice. All right.
0: Alright, we actually got a call this week So let's do a little listener feedback section This is from Scott Norton
2: I hope this is the Evil Dead podcast cast um, This is Scott
0: Norton I'm just calling to comment on the thing you said in episode 3 About Ash's mechanical hand. I was curious about that too And I looked it up on the internet And there actually was a hand sort of like that With gears and stuff Built in the 14th century, like medieval times.
2: Now, it was made by a really rich guy who could hire artisans to make something like that. But a hand like that could exist. Probably wouldn't make the mechanical engine electronic sounds that Ash's hand did. But that hand actually is technically possible. Just not in the time he had to
1: make it. All right. That was all I wanted to say. Bye. So he's saying that you could make a mechanical hand in the 13th century?
0: That's what he's saying. But I looked it up, and uh, I think what he's referring to, there's this 16th century German imperial knight, so it's in the 1500s, named Goldsven Berlichingen or something, who lost <laughs> a hand in battle, and he had this mechanical iron prosthetic made. And it said that he it could grip anything from a, a lance or a sword to a feather pen, but I got the sense that he, you need to take your other hand and like cinch it up no. and get it tight, you know, and lock it in. So it's it's more like not like, script. yeah, it's not like you can sit there and I'm moving my fingers around right now. Well, that's pretty know. cool. But still, there was something like that, and maybe they took inspiration from it when they did the whole Ash thing. Right on, thanks, Scott. Yeah, I would thanks, have never man. known that. Yeah, learn something new every day. There you go. <laughs> and take that's to one to grow on. Okay, let's move on to <laughs> next week on Ash versus Evil Dead.
1: All right. Next week on episode one oh three, November fourteenth, nine p.m. Books from Beyond. So this is what, yeah, this is what TV Guide says about it. A mysterious woman stumbles upon the devastation at Kelly's parents' farm, while Ash, Pablo, and Kelly continue to search for the Necronomicon, and Fisher faces a terrifying, inexplicable scenario.
0: Wait, can you read that very first part again about the farm?
1: Uh, mysterious woman stumbles upon the devastation at Kelly's parents' okay. farm.
0: So you're right. The whole, what do you call it? Windmill. The windmill. Yeah, I there's something you. still going on at the farm. Yeah, that's going to be
2: either uh, Amanda or Ruby, right? Lucy. Well, Amanda's already at the bookstore. Ruby, isn't yeah, she? Ruby. And, and so it's got to be Ruby. I so think. we're Finally, yeah. going
0: to get right. some Lucy.
2: That's what I'm now. Let's let's hope we see her <laughs> naked.
3: Well, you know, we can actually accommodate you on that one. I got
0: a thing for Lucy. (laughs) Awesome. I mean, I can't think of anything that would say that would make me go, oh, I'm not watching that. Next week, Ash dies in the first two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So, uh, Lucy Lawless,
1: uh, she's making an appearance according to Internet Movie Database. And uh, Phil... Peloton, who plays Kelly's dad, and Mimi Rogers also gets screen uh, credit. I wonder. Wow. See, sometimes I wonder if IMDb back.
0: is inaccurate, but maybe they'll come.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a flashback.
3: Or I was gonna going to say, it's going to have to be
0: unless she reattaches her head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or the head is just rolling around right. on the ground. Oh, there I you mean, go. I don't oh. think it's all. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, that's our show, episode five. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to call us, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. I was too lazy to s- change the message on there, so you're just gonna hear some zombie sounds because that's also the line we use for Walking Deadcast, but go ahead and leave your message anyway.
1: You can also email us at groovy
2: at You can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or at evildeadcast on Twitter.
0: And check out our other shows on the Podcastica network at podcastica.com. I want to give a big thanks to the Daily Dead for posting our episodes. If you go to dailydead.com, you can see articles, news, and other podcasts and things related to all the horrifying things in the world. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. And we'll swallow your souls.